The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode number 44 of Black Mental Matters. Vince the Voice here. I hope everything's good for you during this crazy time. I know it's a challenge, but try to keep your head on straight. Don't go crazy. Ooh-wee. It's difficult, I know. Who can stay locked in? And when you talk about locked in, who could stay, say, locked up? Especially for something that you didn't do. Uh, this here program is special today. We're kind of going off on a different tangent as uh, being a brother's keeper. Are we our brother's keeper? I say the answer is yes, but particularly when someone has wrongfully been accused for something that all indications are they did not do. It's a special program today. Thank you for joining us. It's Black Mental Matters. Black Middle Matters, and I have on the phone Mr. Markel Watkins. Hey, Markel, how you doing, man? Hey, how you doing, Vince? Nice to be on the phone with you today, man, just to talk about some things that's going on. Well, uh, let everybody know, first of all, uh, uh, what is that, what they call it, a full disclosure. Me and Mark go way back like uh, Cadillac. Uh, we are actually family, and, uh, you know, uh, Mark, you do so much, man. First of all, I want to thank you, you know, back home in Gary, you have been involved with so many things, man, so many positive things over the years I mean concerts to fundraisers you get bikes at Christmas all kinds of good stuff man GI is in your blood my brother GI is in your blood and mine too but you know you're there and, and and putting in the work and I appreciate that and I'm sure everyone else does too thank you so much I appreciate that man coming from you cuz well listen now you this mission that you are on right now and, and, and it is a right now kind of thing uh, let's uh, set the table and, and and let folks know what it is that um you know this passion that you have for 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 brother Christopher Bynum right now. Let, let, set the table. Tell him t- what's the scenario, Mark. Well, it's been so many different cases of wrongful convictions that have came out over the last few years. You know, you be, you see it on TV and you hear about it like on Netflix. The five kids that was convicted in New York and spent all that time in prison. And there was a wrongful conviction, and you see so many people that actually end up going to jail to prison and being in prisons for all these years, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So uh, what happened with Christopher Bynum was this is somebody that's from my neighborhood that family grew up with, went to school with, know his family. Mm. And when his sister Brung told me about it, I was like, wow, I couldn't really remember the case. So she wanted me to come to the hearing that they had. And when I went to the hearing and heard the case, man, it was just unbelievable evidence and everything that the state had against him was just so weak. Well, like you say, it, it almost, it does, it feels like, uh, you know, a movie, Just Mercy, or like you say, the the, the uh, Central Park Five, uh, it was, what, February of 2000 that uh, uh, Chris, uh, Cleveland, what they call Chris, was arrested for five counts of murder, and he was convicted on all these counts, and was sentenced to 300 years in prison for the crimes that he was convicted of, yet the thought for many is that he didn't even do the crime. Exactly, exactly. And, and once I got into it and I started talking to people from that same neighborhood we grew up in Edna, I just started reaching out to people, just asking 
people about about it and they remember it and a, and so many people was like oh yeah i remember that happening and they knew who did it and everything you know people were saying that oh yeah he, he didn't do it even police officers i talked to that's still on the force right now that know him know his family and i won't mention any of their names tell me they know he didn't do it you know what i'm saying they said we everybody know he, uh, chris didn't do that wow wow there's yeah. a yeah, there, there is a, 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 I mean, you know, us being uh, from here, and you, you still there. I mean, that was one of the things about uh, uh, GI is that you knew everybody just about. I mean, um, shoot, we knew the police chief, we knew the deputies, we knew the secretaries. I mean, it was a very, when you talk about Chocolate City, uh, and, I, and and quite a few folks, you know, I think the, the population may be in the 80,000s, but in its heyday, you know, over 100,000 people, but we all kind of knew you was you was one degree of separation from anyone. And, uh, and when crime went down, whether it was a violent crime or I- anything, people knew who what happened so i can't even imagine being sentenced to 300 years in prison for something that i didn't do exactly and and right now you know he, he's been in prison for 20 plus years wow. uh and 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 uh, you know the family's been fighting ever since and uh not to take away a lot of times when situations like this happen we understand that the, the victims and the families of the victims are hurting about what happened and they probably feel in some kind of way like if he gets out they feel some kind of way that their family member was murdered and this person is getting out of jail but uh, out of prison but you got to understand that if he didn't do the crime we we still got somebody that's living their life we never found the actual right person so not only did the victims and their family lose someone chris Biden's family lost him because he's been gone for 20 years you know his children didn't see him uh he didn't get to see him grow up and couldn't, I already couldn't even go to his mom's uh, funeral. So it's things that happen that you can't never get that back. 20 years of your life just gone. So have they, I mean, we're right now, they're in the midst of, the, so there, there's some proceedings going on right now, um, uh, Markel. Uh, what exactly is, is taking place during this? So uh, so I went to, they had a, a, a hearing in Crown Point in February. It was like three days. The state was there. They had their evidence, and then you had uh, what happened is uh, IUPUI Professor Watson got got involved with the wrongful conviction clinic at IUPUI Indianapolis. Somehow, someone sent the tape, a videotape of someone confessing, saying that they did the murders. Wow! And once IUPUI wrongful conviction clinic got involved, that's what got the everything back in play. They did DNA evidence. No DNA evidence of his was on, on anybody, and they ended up finding DNA evidence from a police officer's son on one of the bodies. Mm. So that's how everything got back. And when I went to the, the, the hearing, I just heard all the evidence, and I was like, man, I can't believe that someone is sitting in prison for 20 years with all this evidence saying that he didn't do it. You know, And that's when I started trying to get as many people as I can involved from State Representative Hatcher, Senator Eddie Milton, I called a Crusader, got them involved. They did a story on it. Right now, we're working on a rainbow push and uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson uh, putting a letter of support together. So it's just like uh, my thing now is just trying to get everybody involved because 
they'll make a ruling August 14th is when they'll make a ruling on the case. You mentioned, uh, yeah, uh, IUPUI professor uh, Fran Watson, and she got her students involved, the wrongful uh, conviction clinic. And, uh, man, I mean, again, it feels like a movie. I get goosebumps over here just thinking about, you know, this, this whole scenario and, Thank God that 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 these people step forward. Um, uh, and, and and you say there is an actual recording of someone who confessed to these murders. Yeah, they said it's a video recording that a video. Uh, someone sent. Mm. A video recording, I believe, that uh, was sent to the wrongful conviction clinic in Indianapolis at uh, IUPUI. Mm. So they have that, and they had the DNA evidence. It, it's just a, a it's a lot. And even attorneys that I talked to when this happened said that they sat down with him and they knew as soon as they sat down that he didn't do it. He didn't do this. Mm. Yeah. You mentioned. And the police said the police forced him. When I was in the trial, police forced him to, you know, say things that he, it it wasn't true. You know, they didn't feed, they didn't let him call his lawyer. They didn't let him make a phone call. Didn't give him no food or anything. Drink for that 10 hours. Threatened his family, I understand. Yeah. Uh, had, 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 yeah. had locked up his uh, uh, fiance uh, and, 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 you know, mother Take of his, his kid. took his kid and, and then threatened yeah. that they were going to be uh, 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 locked up and the baby was going to go into child uh, uh, you know, services. Um, and, and as you said, I mean, it, the evidence from the DNA says that it was actually a, a police officer's son's DNA that was found on one of the one of the victims. And so, I mean, again, Mark, I I, 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 I want to flip the channel. You know, it's almost like, wow. I mean, these things actually do happen in, in life. But thank God for a brother like you. Now, you've gone uh, the extra mile because this again, of course, you say you do the family. Uh, but 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 to take on the uh, mission to to help get this brother some real justice, uh, you have a petition going on right now. You see, you got the help of uh, state uh, uh, representative uh, Hatcher, state senator Melton, and all this. Uh, talk about that process, man, of of, of of fighting the power more or less is what it's like. Huh? Yeah, I mean, it was it was like uh, you know uh, when when I went. Uh, session was still in, so I was trying to get Senator Milton and uh, Reagan uh, to come to the hearing because after I went the first two days, I'm like, man, this is unbelievable. I got to try to get somebody to come. Reagan was able to come to one of the hearings, and when she heard what was going on, she was like, wow, she couldn't believe it. And her being a lawyer as well, and you know, her dad being a you know civil rights icon, Mary Richard Gordon Hatcher. Yes. You know, it was just like, you know, she got involved and that's when she talked to uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson and Jonathan Jackson over at uh, Rainbow Push and uh, gave them the information about what was going on and they, they were definitely uh, interested in helping and, and we're still uh, waiting on them to issue they let us support and it was just one thing after the, another after I got involved I just started trying to get as many people involved as I could and so, um, you know, we're taping this uh, uh, program now. There's some 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 important dates that are coming up, and so 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 the, the, let's talk about those dates. What what is going on as far as the case is right now? Well, right now it's uh, uh they were they're gonna make a, a ruling August 14th. Okay. And that that will be uh, letting you know, hey, the judge is gonna rule, hey, if he should get out or not. You know, what I'm saying based on the new evidence that was presented. Wow. So, yeah. August, August the 14th. Mm. Yeah, August the 14th. Okay. 
Okay. Well, that is, again, the reason, and, and I've been remiss. I mean, you've been really diligent about getting this message out and, and, and sending it to me, but actually, uh, you know, we, we want to, as much as possible out here in the world for folks to do whatever they can, sign the petition, but also some thoughts and prayers for this brother that, again, innocent 300... 300 years sentence to. Um, yeah, yeah. Can you, can, it's unimaginable. Unimaginable. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine it. And, and, and just with everything going on, we can't keep people, to, we can't get people to stay in the house for two months. Right. And, and let alone think that I, I'm gone for 20 years away from my family. It's unbelievable. And, and I don't want to take politely the bit, you know, a lot of times in these right. cases, right. people think you don't really care about it. Hey, we sympathize with the families who lost their lives in this uh, situation, and we, we are understanding of that, and we don't want people to think that we don't sympathize. We believe justice should be served, but it should be served the right way and not the wrong way. Convicted in the murder of five people, crimes to which another man would uh, later confess. Um, the hearings that are going on, again, the, the, in, in the area there, the Gary Post Tribune, the Times of Northwest Indiana, all the way down to Indianapolis, it's documented. They questioned him for nine hours. He confessed they had refused to allow him to make a phone call, denied access to his attorney, threatened him with uh, physical violence, threatened to arrest his fiance. All these things. No food, no water. You know, when you see those scenarios like that uh, in the movies, you say, wow, yeah, I'd have probably said something too. You know, I'd have said whatever they wanted to say. And, and But this is true life, and, and it is exactly what, what, what took place. And, you know, and then it's always got to be, you know, in our communities, it's this street camp that you can't say nothing, don't snitch. And people knew, but no one would say nothing. You know, and, it, and it's all because, you know, it, and it's just certain issues that happen in our communities that, hey, if you say something, now you put yourself and your family in jeopardy for saying something. Mm. So even though people might have knew, they, I ain't going to say nothing, and they could do something to my family. So not, not only that, you know people. I know people who personally told me they know, personally did it. But they weren't going to say nothing. And the, the witness that they did have, which was a 12-year-old, has already given a full recantation of, of their uh, testimony, saying that the police coerced him into lying on Bynum. Exactly, exactly. You know, and that's that rush to judgment, like, hey, we got to we gotta, we gotta get somebody and put them in jail for this crime. We got to do something. They had to, to just rush and do something. And like I said, a 12-year-old kid who said he heard his voice. Not. I heard his voice. That, that's just unimaginable. So, so I see there's a, a, a website for those that want to learn more or to do whatever they can. They're trying to get as much media attention as can as before this ruling, as many signatures. Uh, the free ChristopherBynum.com, is that correct? Yes. You can go there. You can see all the uh, articles, the different evidence that was presented uh, from the state and from uh, the uh, wrongful conviction clinic in, uh, at IUPUI with a uh, Professor Watson. Free. Oh, so the the actual uh, uh, petition. Uh, well, you have the, of course, the support there. But I mean, did you put all this together, Mark? I mean, I, I just yeah, got... I, I put I put the petition together. Uh, we got over a thousand uh, signatures so far on the petition in like a, a week and a half. Uh, we still going. You know, we uh, just trying to get as many people. So yeah, I put the petition together, and uh, I just been pushing from there, man. Just calling. Texting and emailing any and everybody I can, you know, and I know you all the way in Atlanta too. 
And I said, let me call Cuz because you do so much with the media as well. So I figured you would be a great outlet to do something as well. Oh, man. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it, it does. You know, it's it's so weird. Uh, I was telling uh, my wife when we were first talking about this because, you know, uh, yeah, starting back in Gary, uh, with Gary Cable, the very first uh, project that I worked on when I was like 20 years old there, Gary Cable, was to go to Michigan City. And uh, it was a gentleman by the name of Edward Henderson who was wrongfully convicted of of, of murder. And uh, it was a project that the uh, Miss Bandy, our, our manager, wanted. And so I walked, you know, went up to Michigan City. That was the first thing. I still got the tape. The first thing, and I was speechless. You know, when those doors closed, they closed. And I looked around, and uh, it, it, it was quite an experience. And here we are, full wow. circle. Full circle today. Uh, Edward got out. He got out and came to work for the for the for the cable company. And I'm going to say it right now that Christopher's going to get out, man. We're going to Christopher's going to get out, and and uh, uh, you know the community is is going to be better served, and and hopefully uh, now their thoughts as to who actually did this. We don't want to put it out there like that, or or do we? I mean, is that person still out on the streets? Well. I, I, I'm not gonna say one way or another. I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, gonna get into that. But uh, we just know that they got the wrong person. And uh, most, a, a lot of the law enforcement lawyers and different people in the community know that they got the wrong person. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Markel, man, we really uh, appreciate uh, you coming on the program, and I appreciate everything you do for for GI. You know, again, original Chocolate City, man. What and and the C is, you know, working together. You you don't have to do this. You you could be doing a whole lot of other things. And uh, uh, I I know Christopher is appreciative, and and his family, and, and so are we, man. Because you know, in the black community, we got to stick together, especially at a time like this. Especially in a time like this. Exactly, cuz. And I, like I said, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out today, you know, and uh, doing this, man. I know you, uh, you're extremely busy, too, at this point with everything going on. So, uh, like I said, we're going to keep on pushing, man, to try to get everything done we can for Chris. Free Christopher Bynum. That's uh, Christopher at Bynum is spelled B-Y-N-U-M dot com. Look it up. Free Christopher Bynum dot com. And we thank you again. This is Black Middle Matters. Have a great day, Mark. All right, you too.